Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. Today is episode 94, and last week we talked about are you living the life that you truly desire? And today, kind of going along with that, is the topic how do I reignite hope and excitement for my life? Now, this morning I happened to go to the temple, and the question on my mind that I took was how do I how do I reignite the hope and excitement to grow my, my coaching business? Now, as a coach, I've coached for many, many, many years, and I truly have. I've helped some people do some incredible things from you know making millions of dollars to finding the person of their dreams to all kinds of stuff. But as far as me personally and my business, I've generally struggled. And, and it's funny because one time I actually thought about getting out of the business and it was interesting because there was the better part of me felt like that I didn't want to make that choice, but there was also a portion of relief of thinking, oh my goodness, like having, having a regular paycheck, having, you know, all these other things. But the more I went away from, the more I went towards that decision, the more it just wasn't right for me. And the worse and worse I felt as I went down that path. So this morning as I was pondering how to reignite this excitement, well, it's funny because I had the right things just come to me. You know, and one of those things was focusing on, you know, what is it that people want? You know, a lot of times people, we say the word coaching and Coaching is just really a fancy term for I help people get what they want. And treating that in much simpler language. Sorry, but I, I digress. Like, as I was sitting there, my thinking of all these other thoughts that were going through my head was able to calm down and settle down. You know, as we go through life, we develop, we gain so much thinking. I love the example that they talk about of a boat that is out in the ocean. It it gathers so many crustaceans or something like that, that they have to go into a freshwater port for those to go away. For me personally, that is the temple, the place that I can go and I can speak with my heavenly father. And more importantly, you can take away a lot of the thoughts and the the, the, what I call crazy leprechaun thinking that I'm having. Now, what is crazy leprechaun thinking? It's just that nagging feeling about, oh, you've got to do this, or you've got to do this, or, I mean, or even bigger things like, oh, you've got to marry that person, or like, I mean, we develop all kinds of crazy leprechaun thinking in our heads. And I believe part of it is the adversary, and, you know, part of it is just, you know, thoughts that we pick up along the way. But all that crazy leprechaun thinking, when we're, when we're trying to go forward, it makes it really hard. I mean, could you imagine if a plane tried to take off and had a really, really strong chain tied to the back of it? Or rubber band or whatever you want to say? Like, it wouldn't go very far. So the first thing we have to do when we're coming to reignite our hope 
and our excitement for life is let go of all your past thinking. Let go of all the thinking of saying, oh my goodness, if only I would have done this differently. If only I would have done this thing differently. If only I would have done... The more we think about what we could have done differently, but not in a stage of, okay, well, what do I want to do with that? How do I want to learn from that? How would I want to go forward? I mean, I have something in my identity statement that I say every morning that says, I forgive myself for my past, whether it was years ago or a moment ago. Oh, well, I use it to learn from. The more we can forgive ourselves from our past, the more we can let go of our other thinking. And the way I like to look at it is if you just arrived on some planet and it was just you and you had like, I mean, you came like, for example, like you were just born into this world exactly as you are with all of your challenges, all of your, all of your uh, resources, everything that you have now, like you were just born today. Like if you were just born today, I think you would have a lot more hope and excitement about your life. I mean, even in the scriptures, it talks about how when we thought about coming to this earth, we cheered for joy. Are you cheering for joy now? I know there's plenty of times that I'm not. We feel so guilted and so obligated to do so many different things. It's like, well, this person says I have to do this and this person says I have to do this and a good person does this. Most of our thinking keeps us out of living the present moment. And the present moment is where the joy, it is where the excitement is found. You know, I think the other thing about hope and excitement and desire is we don't think we can have what we want anymore. We, we develop this, what Martin Seligman calls learned helplessness, and we just get so accustomed to the situation and the life that we've lived for so long that we don't even try. I mean, it's like that old adage of the, when they train an elephant, a baby elephant, they put a rope, they attach it to a stake. And the baby elephant doesn't go very far from the stake. He can't. You know, he only stays in his radius. Well, the interesting thing that happens is as an elephant grows, like once it becomes a giant, giant behemoth of an elephant, they can attach it to the exact same stake. And it doesn't realize, oh my goodness, I could pull that out in a second. Every one of you, you could pull out what you want to in a second. That crazy leprechaun thinking and the adversary continually reminding us, those things together have caused us all kinds of pain and all kinds of sadness. You won't even try to do what you want to do. So I had a conversation with my mentor, Michael Neal, this morning. And as I was talking to him, we, we were doing an exercise in front of a group and as I was talking to him, I told him what I wanted, which was to have this massive impact in the world that I feel that I want to have. But there was something even off about that. And finally, I just told him, you know, it, it, is, a, it is a coaching group. It's called a Super Coach Cafe. If you happen, happen to be a coach, it's awesome. But it's a group focused on building your coaching business. So I went in there saying, like, what, what is it that I want? I want to create this impactful coaching business. I want to have this incredible world that I'm able to help create. And then towards the very end, I said, like, you know, Michael, I got to be honest, like 
the thing I want more than anything in the world is to be married to the girl of my dreams. And it's like, oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> but when we haven't had that for so long, we just don't even know if it's possible. And, and maybe we do, but we, we stop believing, we stop hoping, we stop dreaming. I mean, if we've made it this far in our lives without getting married, there's probably a part of us that thinks, hey, like someday that'll work out, but I don't have any control over that. We do and we don't. We have control over how we're going to show up. We have control over who we want to ask out. And it's okay to say no. <laughs> I, if, if you've heard, there's a podcast episode saying the three words that make dating fun again is say, just say no. If something's not what you want, you don't have to go out with somebody. I, I like there's a quote that says, you date, you date who you marry. Or you marry who you date. What do those do? I generally only go out with people that are people that I think I would be interested in marrying. If I'm not attracted to them, I'm generally not going to go out with them. If I don't feel that excitement and that joy around them, I'm generally not going to go out with them. There was some business advice given, and I, I really don't remember who said this, but some business advice that was given that started to help all of these companies and made the biggest difference was to stop doing the things you don't like doing. Could you imagine if you stopped doing the things that you don't like doing? Now, granted, you've got to find some other way. So for example, if you don't like making endless sales calls to grow your business, then you've got to have another strategy. You've got to have another idea. And, and there's something so cool. There is, there's an awesome book. I just barely started reading it. That is called Designing, Design Your Life or Designing Your Life. And it's by the guy that created EA Studios. So Electronic Arts is a very popular video game studio. And this guy created that. And it's a phenomenal book. And the thing that it talked about that I loved is just basically treating things like experiments. You know, we're so, we're so focused on figuring out the right thing to do that we don't do anything. It's like yesterday as I was sitting down thinking of the right thing to do for my business, nothing really happened. <laughs> I just, I, I basically sat there and I couldn't even tell you what I did. I mean, I may, I may have had a conversation or two. I may not. But as I was listening to that book, it was really liberating because it was treating your life like an experiment. We are meant to have joy, but we got to try stuff to figure out what we like and what we don't like. No, granted, there, there's some things we just know we don't want to, we don't want to do. I mean, if there's somebody that like... You just don't, you don't have to do the things that you don't want to. Like if you're not interested in dating somebody, if you don't find them attractive, you don't have to go out with them to find out that you're not attracted, that you're not attracted to them. Every one of us is, 
you know, we have our level of attractiveness, whatever that is. And that's all you got. And you can only make the best out of that. But that's how Heavenly Father chose to make you. And Heavenly Father didn't make any junk. He didn't make any bad things. He made you exactly as he wanted you. You have challenges that come from that. And everybody has challenges. And sometimes we look at other people's lives as the, the challenges and things that they might be going through. But challenges are actually a blessing. We're given the challenges that we have. And maybe our challenges are to point us in the right directions. Maybe our challenges are to give us the strength and the courage and the energy that we need. I mean, ironically, before I went to the temple this morning, I was actually thinking about doing some stuff on challenges or trials and such. So tying challenges into reigniting our lives. How do we reignite our lives? We get engaged. We get engaged in our lives. Plenty of times we're given the right, we're given a direction that we could take. And, we're, and we basically say, no, I couldn't go that way. There's a, there's a book that I just started reading that I was recommended a long time ago. But it said, one of, the, one of the key phrases in the book, apparently, it says, take the first step, no more, no less and the next will be revealed. Now, you guys know I like that Martin Luther King quote, and that kind of goes along with that. We just got to pick a direction. I mean, even last night, yesterday when I was just sitting there in my chair, I was like, okay, well, you could message this person, or you could call this person, or call these gr- this group of people. And instead, I just sat there and did nothing. We are, we're so concerned about the right thing to do that we just don't do anything. What would it be like if you began to get engaged in your life? What would it be like if you actually started going after the things that you wanted to? Now, even my first thought, as I said, that was, well, I have no control over that. I have no control over whether I'm going to meet the girl of my dreams or not. But I'm probably going to do a lot better by at least moving in that direction than not. And definitely preparing myself for that. Okay, so if I did meet the girl of my dreams tomorrow, would I be ready? Uh... <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm just thinking about things in my life right now. And it's like, well, there's a lot of things that I could do to get ready. But you know what I think we really do? We sit and we become hopeless. We forget there's even hope. We forget there's even a chance of us doing the things that we want to do, of us going forward. 
of us getting the girl of my, our dreams, of, of us getting the job of our dreams, of us getting the client of our dreams. We don't even try. I mean, the simplest answer to this of how to reignite hope, try. Start taking action. Start throwing paint against the wall and, and seeing what sticks. And if it doesn't work out, keep trying. There are so many things that you can do out there. The other thing I'll say is sometimes we're not excited about something because we really just don't want to do it. I remember my, my sister one time asked me, I've got nieces and nephews, and she asked me one time, do, was I glad that I spent all the, like I spent two or three years or maybe four, I don't remember how many, playing the trumpet. And she basically wanted me to tell her kid that I enjoyed those years. And I told her, no, I would not do that again. Now, if you told me in 10 years I could be a world-class guitar player, oh yeah, I'd take that in a second. I would totally take that. Anytime you look at somebody else, instead of being jealous, get excited. Because if they can do it, you can do it. You know, one thing that does reignite hope and excitement in me is reading biographies. I mean, fantastic movie if you want to watch it. It's called American Underdog. It's the story of Kurt Warner, of how he went from being a grocery clerk to an NFL MVP. This is a true story, like a legit true story. And that movie is awesome. I've started reading his biography and it is really awesome so far. But when we see those things, it starts waking up in us. It, it start, we start to see, oh my goodness, I could be like that. When you start watching movies about inspirational people, I, I happen to like the James Bond movies. And even as I watch them, I, I look and I see, okay, well, I can be more confident. Well, how does, how does James Bond act? What can I learn from that? Well, and the cool part about questions like that is we're basically saying, okay, you know, Heavenly Father, what can I learn from this? Not, I have to be exactly like James Bond and talk in a fake British accent and all that. Not that at all. But what do I see in him that I'd like to see more of in myself? When you see somebody around you, don't get, like, you have two choices. You can get disgruntled and frustrated that they're supposedly further along in life than you are. Or you can learn from them. Most of the people in life that do the best learn from other people. That's something I've struggled with for a lot of years is being humble enough to learn from other people. But every one of you can learn from other people. You can learn from movies. You can learn from books. I mean, if you see somebody that has, you know, an amazing girl, you can ask them, hey, how did you get that person? What did you do to attract that person into your life? You know, I think sometimes to ignite our excitement and our hope, we have to force ourselves to do things that we don't want to do. Now, I want to clarify what I mean by that. What I mean by that is when I was saying with the guitar, would I take being a world-class guitarist? Oh, yeah. 
do I always want to sit and practice every day? No. However, the better that I get, the more I enjoy practicing. And so I just set up a goal for myself of just taking 21 minutes a day. Every day except Sunday, I practice the guitar. 21 minutes a day. I haven't missed a single day since the beginning of the year. So literally January 1st, I started that along with six other things. And I haven't missed. Well, I'm retraining my brain. It, well, some people might say, well, Joseph, if, if only you, know, you were better, if only you understood life better, you wouldn't have to retrain your brain. You just want to. And that might be true, but I know where I'm actually at. And yes, I, I might get that desire to practice like crazy, but I don't entirely have that now. Yes, one day, one day all the clouds are going to clear, but I can't wait for that. I've got to go get my work done right now. So a lot of times we, th- we want something, but we think we can't have it, so we don't even try. I talked plenty of Michael Neal on here. I was very blessed to have two one-on-one sessions with him when I first met him. And it was only Heavenly Father that introduced me to him because that was a crazy story in of itself. But I wanted to work with him and working with him for a year was $75,000 to be his apprentice. I didn't even try. It was like, no way. That is so far out of anywhere close. I don't make that in a year. So I didn't even try. I I didn't even take the steps necessary to try. I didn't take that step at all. Why? I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't think it was possible. When we don't think something is possible, we don't even try. But when we start trying things that we feel are are impossible just because... We're, mo- we're more moved to try. We're more excited. More, we're more desirable. We're more just wanting to. Every one of you has things that you desire. You have things that you hope for, that you want. That you haven't been letting yourself go after because you don't think you can have them. You'll work on everything else except the thing that you actually want. But because you don't actually really want any of the other stuff, it's hard to even work on that. One of the powerful tools that I've seen is the power of visualization. We start closing our eyes and seeing the life that we desire, being with the person that we desire. Having the job that we desire, doing the work in the world that we feel we were created for. Now, if you're driving, don't do this, but if you're somewhere that you can do this, I I recommend it. I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to picture 
the thing that you want more than anything in this world, no matter whether you think you can have it, no matter whether you think you should have it, no matter whether you think it's right, but if that thing leaves you especially feeling peace, I want you to think about that. And I want you to imagine that it's already done. That, for example, you're with the girl of your dreams. You're with the person you love. You know, you've gotten married and now you're experiencing life together, traveling the world or whatever it is that you want to do. And I want you to feel the way you would feel in that moment. I'll picture yourself there on a beach with the, the, the girl of your dreams next to you, laughing, smiling, you know, f- feeding each other, drinking, you know, drinking smoothies on the beach, listening to the waves in the background. I want you to imagine yourself having, having created your ideal business seeing the impact that you've had in the world and having people, you know, seeing the impact you've created on everybody. If you want to write a book, I want you to imagine that you've, the book is done and somebody comes up to you in tears and says, your book changed my life. These are the things that I've done and created in my life since reading your book. I want you to imagine that you're, uh, if, if you like music, that you're a musician on this giant stage singing to this audience and they're singing your songs. I want you to imagine that you're acting on the stage or on the screen and you're there and just loving every second of it. What have we done right there? You can open your eyes now. Or pause it and keep this exercise going as long as you want it to. What you've done is you've tricked your brain. Because your brain doesn't understand the difference between a very powerful visualization and not. You've tricked your brain into believing that you can have those things. So your brain actually imagines that you were doing all the things that you just imagined. Another form of this, I I talk about this life story that I have my clients create, their future life story. A year from today, if your life was everything you wanted it to be, where would it be? And write it down. And then read that every day along with your identity statement, your I am statements, and your life will change. What does that do every morning? And I even listen to that with like movie trailer type music in the background because it's my story. It's my life. And, it, it, and once I've achieved all that, it would make an amazing movie. 
It reminds you of the life that you truly desire. And even if just for a few moments of a day, you're telling your brain, your mind, hey, you can have that. Hey, you can have that. Hey, you can have that. One other thing I'll say, there's an exercise that my mentor calls his comfy chair exercise. And it's just sitting in a comfortable chair. You can even set a timer for a few hours. And just sitting there and letting all the thoughts and thinking flow through you that you have. And not giving it in any attention. Letting everything flow through you. And only getting up when you light up. When, when your face lights up about what you really want to do. And I was having a conversation with somebody this morning and coaching them. And we were trying to get to the, get, get to the, the core of what they really wanted. And it was, at first, it was stuff around business. But I could see he didn't want that because his face wasn't lighting up. And we kept talking and kept talking and kept talking and, and kept unraveling the layers of the onion until finally he lit up. And you know what he wanted? He just wanted, he wanted to be happy just being himself. And not have so much thinking about what he was doing with his life. Or anything. That is available to each of you. That is on offer for every one of you. Is that ability. So how do you reignite your life? You slow down. There's a great analogy, I believe it's Steve Chandler's, about a dog that's trying to run on tile. They just don't pick up traction. I mean, I, I remember that when I had a dog years ago, he'd be so excited, he'd just, it, 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 he'd, you know, try to run really, really fast and he wasn't getting anywhere. Slow down and start being intentional about your life. Start showing up in the things that you desire to have, be excited about, and you'll start being excited about them. So here's my invitation to each of you. As you've been listening to this, I believe there's at least one desire that's risen to the top. And then I want you to take whatever action you feel inspired to take in regards to that. Whatever you feel directed to do, go do that. Start living in the life that you truly desire and that you truly imagine. And a funny thing happens. Once I get to the gym, once I start lifting weights, I enjoy being in the gym. 
once you let your thinking go about why you can't do what you think you need to do or why it's not right or what's the perfect way to go about it, you're going to be amazed at what begins to come into your life. So go do that one thing and let me know how it goes. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.